three, two, one. Welcome back to the Wish Now Project. Trying to encourage us to be in God's Word. We're continuing to dive through Deuteronomy. And if you go back over the last couple of years, you'll see that I've done all of Genesis, all of Exodus, all of Leviticus. We did a flyover of Numbers. And we definitely did not do Numbers justification. But I'm hoping that you are reading through Numbers so that as you get to the end of Numbers, then all of Deuteronomy will make sense. But we are going to go through Deuteronomy. We are in chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 34 today and try to get to the end of this chapter. So here we go. Holy Spirit, help us as we read and listen to your word. Minister to us even as we do it. In Jesus' name, amen. So verse 34, And the Lord heard your words and was angered, and he swore. Not one of these men of this evil generation shall see the good land that I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb the son of Jephunneh. He shall see it, and to him and to his children I will give the land on which he has trotted, because he has wholly followed the Lord. Even with me, the Lord was angry on your account and said, You also shall not go into the land. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall enter. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. And as for your little ones, who you said would become a prey, and your children, who today have no knowledge of good or evil, they shall go in there, and to them I will give it, and they shall possess it. But as for you, turn and journey into the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. Then you answered me, We have sinned against the Lord. We ourselves will go up and fight, just as the Lord our God commanded us. And every one of you fastened on his weapons of war and thought it easy to go up into the hill country. And the Lord said to me, Say to them, Do not go up or fight, for I am not in your midst, lest you be defeated before your enemies. So I spoke to you, and you would not listen, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went up into the hill country. Then the Amorites, who live in that hill country, came out against you and chased you as bees do and beat you down in Seir as far as Hormon. And you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord did not listen to your voice or give ear to you. So you remained at Kadesh many days, the days that you remained there. Okay, so that's the end of that chapter. It's just continuing this quick history. Now this is right in the beginning. The next three chapters will handle... 40 years, basically. It's kind of kind of crazy. Hey, 40 years in a nutshell. But really, the application here is we're looking at and always to think about the because all the Old Testament is is pointing toward the Messiah, toward God's promise of redemption. And we are redeemed through Jesus Christ. But for those who who are in the Old Testament times, they're redeemed by faith that God is going to send a Redeemer. And here they're just losing their faith. They're getting opportunity to show faith in God, and they're absolutely failing. And then they are mocking God by going, oh, okay, well, now that you know, now that you've reminded us that you're going to take this land, okay, we're going to put on our armor, right? If you if you remember this or go back and read it and, and go up. And God's like, 
Moses tell them, I'm not, that's not a good idea. That's a really bad idea. That was a good idea if you would have done it when I suggested it. Now that you've rejected my advice, then there are, there's a whole new way we're doing this. That way, you had your chance and you blew it. And, and so for us to, to be, one, very glad that God is very merciful and two, though, to realize that none of us are promised tomorrow. So for the people of this generation here, Joshua and Caleb's generation, they were given an opportunity. And they didn't realize that was it. They didn't realize that basically that was the end. As far as their life was concerned, they were just going to live out the rest of their life in the wilderness. And after they all died, then their kids would go into the promised land. That's why there's this thing about the children who have not, who have no knowledge of good or, or evil. In other words, they haven't seen what their parents saw. And, and so they didn't get to see what happened in Egypt, but they're the ones that are now going to go into the promised land because God's going to make it happen. And it's not going to be because they have faith. It's going to be pretty much because they don't want to be in the wilderness anymore. But they are going to follow Joshua and Caleb, and Joshua is going to tell them how they how they should live. And even and when we get to the book of Joshua, it's Joshua is about the old man Joshua passing on to the next generation the torch, if you will, and he tells them how they should live. And it says at the end of Joshua that as long as the elders lived according to God's plan, God blessed Israel. And we know because the next book is Judges that that didn't last very long because they are just like you and me. They're just, we're just stubborn. We just think we know better. We've got a much better way of doing things. And we really, you know, God had a good idea, but you know, a lot of time has gone by since then. Oh, really? Well, let's, let's put it in perspective here. One, time is for people, not for God. So you could say, well, the times have changed. Well, no, they haven't. As far as God is concerned, nothing has changed. He is still God. He made everything. He made everything perfectly. He made man, gave man a choice, and man chose unwisely and wrecked everything that God made. But God made a way to fix it and will eventually fully fix it but in the meantime, He's given us grace and mercy and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And for those who have faith in God, that's how they, they make it. They make it in the promised land because they trust in God. Not because they can put on armor. Not because the second time God tells them to do something, they do it. And that's the hard part for us, isn't it? We sort of want to keep going our way until there is no other way. And then we'll go God's way. So I hope that reading God's Word will help you to stay focused on God, to really grow in your faith, to mature your faith, that you can be a strong man or woman of God that is a blessing to those in the church, be a blessing to everyone in the church, and even be a blessing to your enemies by feeding them and by being a good neighbor by being, if you're an employee, by being a great employee, if you're an employer, by being a great employer, by 
growing your company by making it profitable, be able to share that with those who are working their tail ends off in your company. Those are the ways we really shine light. We need to be a light, right? Shine light, a city on a hill that is lit. That's what God wants us to be. So keep pressing on. Hope you have a good way, a good week. Stay in God's word. We'll tackle chapter two or the first part of it tomorrow. God bless.